This is the community edition of the Evening Social Podcast, and I am Coach Mo. Um, tonight's episode is brought to you in part by the top 100 out of 101 pizzas in the nation. Wilson's Pizza and Grill, off of 1801 Quindero Boulevard in KCK, named the best pizza in KC. Uh, the Jenner Club's vision is to build a community of individuals with an entrepreneurial mindset that are economically independent, um, operating in harmony. The Evening Social Podcast um, is the platform that provides an opportunity to highlight and introduce different career fields, choices, and pathways to our students and their families. It also helps mirror to our youth the struggles and obstacles that others endured uh, on their way uh, to becoming who they are. Our community edition uh, of the Evening Social Podcast allows us to talk to leaders in our community about that pathway, but then also about how our, our community can be influenced uh, as well. So tonight, our guest uh, we're honored to have uh, is from the shop. Yes, the Windy City, uh, but he rocked Chalk Jayhawk, so he okay with all of us here at the Evening Social Podcast. You see what I'm saying? All right. He is uh, in the KUMPA uh, Fellows Program. Uh, he was or is a, um, and I may say this name incorrectly, but let me do this and then I won't say it. <laughs> oh, let me turn the lights on. He is a Richard Chesney, Bob and Linda Livingston Fellow, uh, and KACM Scholarship recipient. He's a recipient of the Morgan Taylor Scholarship, was part of the Mentors of Color uh, of program, uh, was a tutor for TRIO. Yes, this is a very important role that plays a huge part uh, in countless college students' uh, success. I know, I was a part of Ace TRIO myself. Okay, and uh, he was a judge for young KCK entrepreneurs. We have the Unified Government of Wyandotte County, 8th District Commissioner, Mr. Andrew Davis. Thank you all for, for having me. That is a, uh, <laughs> I don't know how far back you know going with my resume. I'm like, I haven't done trio tutoring in years. Like, you're the first one that's ever said that. So I, I appreciate it. Y'all honestly have done, I mean, such a phenomenal job. I do watch when I can. Um, and I just thank you all for having me on. And thank you all for the work that you're doing because it's super important to Wyandotte County that we have as many media outlets as possible and we need to tell our own story we can't leave it up to everybody else to tell our own story so thank y'all for having me well i appreciate it thank you for your <clears throat> kindness and, and your willingness to come we of do course, appreciate yeah, that yeah. and uh, i had to mention trio uh, <laughs> because anybody's been to college that's yeah. part of the success Either yeah. way, either you being a tutor uh -huh. and you, you sure, know what I'm saying, yeah. you're earning some money for that, mm -hmm. or you're needing that assistance yeah. and you're getting that tutorship. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, those tutors really, you know what I'm saying, push and help help get through. So it, that, that is an integral part. So I had to make sure yeah. that that hey, was brought no, up. That's great. That's great. Can you, <laughs> that, that program is huge, especially for students of color and students yeah. that are lower SES. And so... 
Uh, yeah, it was an honor to, to be able to make you know, some money and really help students, so yeah. Good, good. We are pleased and excited to, to have you here uh, at the lovely Kinship Cafe yeah. at 719 North 6th Street, also in Wyandotte County. Uh, tonight's community edition uh, episode uh, is entitled Change Can't Wait. <laughs> Yeah, I, switched, I switched it up on you. That's why he's like, huh? I switched it up. Change can't wait. I appreciate that. All right. That's what, to, that's what tonight's episode is entitled. Yeah. All right. Still holding with the part of the definition of the word Jenna. Jenna mm -hmm. is an Ethiopian Aramaic word. Uh, and part of that definition means uh, speaking truth to power. Uh, that's what we're going to do tonight. Some people call it hard conversations, but we just call it real conversations. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's hard because we're talking about the past and different experiences, so sure. emotions come up. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes we talk about honesty. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and so that's what that is. But this conversation is not for us. Mm -hmm. This conversation is for those who come before us, those who come after us. So we're going to honor the ones that helped us get yeah. here, and then we're going to teach the ones uh, that are coming behind us. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Okay. So in this conversation, I got to start with this. Um, what is your profession? What is my profession? I do a lot of things currently. So uh, I am a full-time student at the University of Kansas. I'm finishing up my master's degree in public administration. Uh, the particular program that I'm in is in local government management. And so that's kind of the connecting point to me deciding to run for office. Um, along with that, we have to have a uh, kind of a full-time internship, and so um, a part of that is my work with Harvesters. I currently work there through AmeriCorps. Um, and I'm sure we all are familiar with Harvesters, but uh, the, the big part that I do is just community engagement with volunteers and setting up food drives and what have you. Um, and so, yeah, and then now, of course, as commissioner-elect and soon-to-be commissioner, you know, I'll be representing you know, the great folks of the 8th District. So. Okay. Love it. So, are you married? Yes. Yes, okay. I am. I am uh, married. <laughs> okay. Do, do yeah. you have children? No. No. No children. Okay. No, no children. children. Yes. Okay. Do you want children? Yeah. At some point. At some um, point. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it, you know, that that is a, a you know, for me and, and Andrea, I think it, it really comes down to the right time. And, yeah. you know, kids are expensive and they're a lot. I they, mean, are. they are. They, they are just, expensive and they, they are. are. And so we're just trying <laughs> to enjoy being, you know, married and being young. We actually celebrate our third anniversary, uh, well, coming up tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, but uh, in December, December 30th. And so, okay. yeah, we're, we're excited for that and really just thankful to the Lord for, you know, a great marriage. And so, yeah. Good. Good. Man. Well, I always ask that, man, just because um, some of our our guests, our lookers, um, mm -hmm. our audience, our youth, and sometimes our youth see uh, adults or people who are uh, in successful positions and they don't realize that they're human. So we want to humanize. Yeah. People say, see, you have families, you have a life outside of the other things that you are human. So that's, that's why I Absolutely. And I will say this, you know, to every person that runs for office that is married or that has, you know, familial support or kids, I mean, it's not just me that's on the ballot. It's really your whole family. And so I quite literally would not, you know, be able to do the stuff that I do without, you know, Andrea. And so very, very fortunate. Okay. Andrea's a good person. <laughs> <laughs> she is, she is, she is. Good person. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to dive in and take me a bite of this okay, yeah, I'll do, pizza I'll do real that quick. with you. Uh -huh. I'll do that with you. 
And we're going to move into one of my favorite segments. Now, this segment is the fun questions. Okay. Icebreaker segment. It's brought to you by Drip Ultra Pure Water. I got David Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also another Wyandotte County okay. based yeah, product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, like this. Uh, uh, oh, man. It's, I'm yeah. telling you, it's um, yeah. spring water. Okay. So uh, we just had him on uh, an episode yeah. a while back, and he's telling us how he grew up, and now I understand why he got spring water. Yeah. You want me to get yeah, my that hands for you? are too lotion <laughs> okay. See, he, he got me putting my hands on here with no lotion. I see it. Mm, it's oh, okay. Appreciate it. Okay. It's good. We definitely want you to taste that spring water. Yeah. So this fun question segment is brought to you by Drip Ultra Pure Water. Sure. Yeah. So let's dive on into it. Uh, Bears versus Chiefs. Who are you picking? Uh, <laughs> Do I need to remind you that you here in Wyandotte County, brother? You know what I'm saying? Bears uh, versus Chiefs. Who are you picking? So here's how I here's how I see it. All right. If that were to ever happen. Mm-hmm. I would just, I wouldn't go anywhere. I would just, in my, my own home, mm-hmm. I would be happy with whoever won. You know, it, it, I grew up watching the Bears, um, the Devin Hester, iconic, you know, um, 06, going to the Super Bowl. But then you come to Kansas and Kansas City, and I'm like, I came at the right time because the Royals had won the World Series, and then the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And so I'm like, I really like the Chiefs too. Okay. <laughs> and so for me, it is like trying to choose between like your childhood team, but then like the team that you're here now. And you know, the way that I phrase it is, you know, Chicago, yes, I'm born and, and raised, but like I chose Wyandotte County, I chose Kansas City to put down roots so it's like I love them both I'm, I'm a spoiled man like I just I, I get to I get to do that um I don't know what we'll do for for our kids but okay, okay. <laughs> I love them both and okay. right now one is doing much better than the other so it's easy because I can just choose whoever's doing better but okay yeah I see that uh, <laughs> that uh, that education and politics is playing off. He sure he sure I gave a good both. answer on that. Okay, I, I thought I was gonna get him with that. One. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get him. Okay, uh, if you could have any superhero power, what power would you have and why? So I love uh, the, the Marvel comics. I spent my dad was a huge huge fan, still is. Uh, family members, same thing. Uh, Professor X. Right, being able to read people's thoughts and okay. control—I mean, that sounds very <laughs> but being able to read people's thoughts and know what people are thinking—I think is very, very powerful. Um, so that I would, yeah, mind reading would be mine. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd have to put that magneto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that magneto helmet you can, on. Yeah, hear everything yeah, and okay. find people. And, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm putting that magneto oh, helmet on. Mag- oh, you're saying to shield yeah, the Yeah, stop that from being my mind. Get out of my well, head, Charles. I will tell you this. Um, so I would have said Nightcrawl is my favorite X-Men character. Uh-huh. But if I had to go by the power, you can't be yeah. professor. I mean, you Well, I understand that. I, I, I understand that. You know, yeah, it's tough. I understand so, yeah, that. That, that would be mine. So that means you be in a wheelchair. Well, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with okay, that. Okay, okay. No, hey, 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 it's okay. All that power, you know. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay, I like mm-hmm. it. Okay, that's super. 
You let me joke with you a little bit. Okay, let me get to the next one because you know who was already on me. I don't want to say it because he gets up with the time crunch. <laughs> He's lurking. Okay. So here we go. Um, who do you think is your celebrity looking like? My celebrity look so... <laughs> My nephew has compared me to, uh, or say I, I look like LeBron James. I don't see it, um, but on multiple occasions, like there was a recent commercial, I think it was with uh, like some workout machine or whatever. And he's like, look, Uncle Andrew, he looks like you. And it happens very often. I don't see it. I've gotten Dwayne Wade as well, but I, I again, I don't see it. But those are the two. Um, I'd have to ask Andrea who else. I don't know. She has a movie. She would know hmm. better than I. <laughs> she has to well, look at me every day. So. If you do like this, uh-huh. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, hey, I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. Little Brownie J. Okay, LeBron. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Let me get another one. Yeah. Um, that's too easy. That's, that's too easy on that one. I'm not even going to ask him that one. Um, oh, true or false? Okay. Andrew Davis was a buster. A buster? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you mean by buster. I don't know what, what, I, I don't know. True or false? Andrew Davis was a buster. Was? I don't know, maybe, probably. If you ask, like, my, my siblings, probably. I don't know. <laughs> mm. You gotta say true or false, sir. Uh, uh, I, I'll say false, you know, false. Bet, bet on yourself, bet on okay, yourself, okay. why not, why not? So, uh, you never went to uh, Naperville North? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, we, so, no, 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 I did, I did, I, I went two years. Yeah, so two Andrew years. Davis was a buster. Uh, well, Cause that's the, that, yeah, uh-huh, that's the name of the mascot, brother. The mascot That's the name of the mascot. The mascot is actually the Huskies. The name of the mascot is oh, Buster. Oh, the name, okay, well. Okay. <laughs> See, you didn't think sure. I was going to... Yeah, okay. see, listen. Okay. The child brings do real good information Incredible. digging. He died, yeah, so he gets, yeah, yeah. He gets <laughs> to it. Crazy. <laughs> this is bringing me back to, to a lot, but yes, yes. Okay, I just, we had to throw that one. That, that would be true if I... I yeah. That we had to throw that one in. We had to throw that one in. Now, I got to drink here at TJ. Yes, down this is great. Down at Cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He turned me on to this chai. Yes. Now, I don't like coffee. Y'all, but this chai is yeah. really good. Yeah, um, but this he this, might got me here. It's been a long day, so I'm glad to have some coffee because I don't know if I could have made it through. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Okay, appreciate let's it. see. Um, oh, this, I'm gonna put you on the spot on this. Yeah. One. Um, and our meal tonight mm. was provided by a local legend, Mr. Gary Wilson of mm. Wilson's Pizza and Grill, 1801 Quindaro Boulevard in KCK. All right. Now you from the Chi-Town, mm-hmm. home and land of the pizza. Yeah. Where do this pizza stack up with Chi-Town pizza? Oh, you guys are, man, you guys are, these are fighting words. <laughs> I'm trying to come in peace, people. I'm gonna give me a little old pen. I So here's what I would say. Um, I, I love, uh, um, you know, stuffed pizza. Um, mm-hmm. that, is, that is my thing, um, but I will say, as far as like it's different criteria, right? Okay. If we if we go kind of your your skinny slice, I would say this 
definitely up there. Definitely. Because in Chicago, we don't really get skinny. I think mm -hmm. growing up, uh, Mama Luna's was like one of the, the options. I would take this over that. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about Giordano's. Giordano's. Yeah, I knew you were going to bring that name up. It, it's, it's, bring it's you know, when we, we were actually in, that was, you know, back home, we were visiting my side of the family for Thanksgiving and, you know, okay. we went to the Bulls game and they had Giordano's. I was like, every time, you know, just try to get it, you know, yeah, okay. when, when you can, when you okay. can. So it's, okay. it's different though. You can't, you can't compare the two because they're different types well, he of is. Boy, Theo, different he is a politician. <laughs> he different is a politician, you can't, you can't man. That can you education is paying <laughs> off, man. Okay. I was, the, you, we just having fun, man. I just had to put you on fun and get you to. No, that's great. Go. I love okay. it. I love it. I, now, this is a question. Yeah. Have you ever dropped something on the floor then picked it up and ate it? Oh, yeah. I mean, who? Okay, I mean, told that, we just yeah. checking, you know, we just checking. I believe, depending upon what it is. I was like, hoping you was getting that Jim Carrey. In the five second rule. <laughs> <laughs> five second rule. I believe, depending upon what it is. Depending on where it is, five second rule. Where I drop where it. Where you, ah, uh, okay. That's the other oh, thing. Okay, okay, okay. where you, you know, drop not, okay. not all the dirt is the same, you know, so that's Okay, all right, all right. So dirt on that side of the street different than dirt on this side I'm of the just, street. I, I'm just saying it's not all the same. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I got two more for you. Yeah. Where would you go if you could teleport yourself from one place to another? Where would you go? Right now or just in general? Um, I mean, I've never, Andrea, we've never been out of the country, so I'd probably, we'd probably go to like Fiji or something, you know. Some somewhere or or Ghana. I actually would, would like to go to the motherland and you know learn history and culture and food and all that stuff. So it'd be either Fiji or Ghana. One of the two. Mm. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Well, I just learned of a place yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely trying to. If I got to teleport, I'm teleporting myself. Yeah. I just learned of this place. My my yeah. cousin went there. Uh, it's, the, it's this uh, hotel in Dubai, mm -hmm. the Burj Al Arab. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's fancy. This, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. If yeah. you teleport, yeah. why not go all the way out? <laughs> yeah. Go all the money, way out. That's money, money, yeah. I will go all the way out. Yeah. I mean, all, all they can do is put me out. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here. Like, who is this? Oh, man. No, that's, that's, yeah, no, that's, it's beautiful from the pictures. Yeah, okay. Sure. All right, so let's see. Let me give me two. Which one of these? I got two. I mean, which one do I keep? Any, many, money, more. Catch the time, Grinch, buys, choke. I'm going to choose this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you more of a fix-it-yourself or a call-an-expert kind of person? It depends on what it is. Um, I, I would like to think that I am like your DIY, you know, try to do it myself. Um, but there are times where I'm just like, you know what, I, I don't trust myself enough. You know, if there's an electrical issue in the house, I'm not going to touch it, you know? <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, but if it is something simple, you know, I, I, I will try. I think it just depends on, on what it is. So I'm, it, it depends. It depends. I think I, I will try more things than I find myself trying 
to kind of expand my caliber of talents these days, but I can be lazy. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We got it. Well, you survived the fun question. I did. We got you. <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I did. Okay. We're going to move on just a little bit. Um, let you get a bite of there. Oh. I'm going to put down some of this water. Man. <clears throat> so, we are here, uh, Kinship Cafe, 719 uh, 6th Street in KCK. Mm -hmm. um, so, I'm going to ask you a few questions about your childhood yeah. and, and upbringing coming up. Sure. All right. So, uh, where were you born? Where? So, I was born <clears throat> on the west side of Chicago, in Logan Square. I think. St. Mary's Hospital, I have to go back and check okay. my birth certificate because it's been a while since I looked at it. Um, but I was born on, on the west side of Chicago. Um, we uh, had a, a, a house uh, in, in Logan Square area, which is um, at the time was majority Hispanic and now is kind of in this interesting gentrification phase. I haven't been there in a long, long time, but yeah. The west side of the city. Okay. Describe your relationship growing up. Um, let's first talk, we're going to talk about your parents, but yeah. let's first talk about the relationship with your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, my mom, um, super, super influential, um, but I think I, I didn't necessarily get to get the full valuation of kind of how she shaped me and formed me in part because she had, had passed away from breast cancer when I was 12 years old. And so at a, a very young age, um, I had to really grow up very fast. And um, there was a part of me that almost felt like, you know, you, I didn't get all of those moments and times because kind of other background, I, there, there were seven of us growing up. And so I am the uh, youngest boy. There are four boys, uh, three girls. And so uh, for me and my, my younger sister, everybody else is much older, we got the least amount of time to really um, be able to, you know, when you're older, you can have conversations with your parents when you're 12, 13 years old, you're not even thinking about now. But with that being said, um, you know, my mom was, I mean, incredible. Um, you know, she uh, uh, re really, really rough childhood growing up in Chicago, especially just given her parents and her home life and, and situations that she dealt with. Um, and she was very uh, influential in part because my family, we had a church. And so ministry was huge. And I think a part of my passion for public service and really helping people comes in part seeing my mom, you know, really invest in her community and really take on a lot of the other kids and making sure that we had a childhood that was fun and um, that we had good Christmases and that we had a lot of these other things that, you know, for a lot of kids, especially here in the dot, you know, may not have. And so um, she definitely played an influential role, you know, continues to play an influential role in my life. Uh, okay, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry to hear about the past, yeah, yeah, but thank yeah. you. So uh, now, just talk about the relationship with your father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my father, 
Um, <laughs> a lot of people say I look like him. Okay. Uh, I, 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 it, it's your parents. You can't be like, no, like you got two people. <laughs> you got two people. Uh, but no, I think so. You know, my, my dad is a very uh, interesting man. Um, I think um, a lot of the kind of quick on my feet, and I think the aptitude for education and reading comes from him. Um, he was the one that had all the books, and I'm like, oh, all these books and everything else. And now it's like I find myself reading, and I find myself doing a lot of the things that he had done. And so um, they, him and my, my stepmom, they, they live out in, in Southern California. And so when we get a chance, we try to go and visit and say hello and all that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, when I let my dad know that, you know, the, the election and the results and that, you know, I was running, it's very supportive. And um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate. Okay. So can we <clears throat> describe uh, your relationship with your siblings? You said there was seven, correct? S seven of us total. Seven total. Six. So you got six siblings. Yeah, okay. it, it runs the gamut with, with that many people in your family. You know, I think for, for some siblings, especially ones that are much older, you know, you don't have as much contact or you kind of drift away with life. Um, but there are, uh, the majority of my siblings, you know, we try to get together for holidays and for, you know, occasions um, just to make sure that we stay connected, especially with me being here in Kansas City, being rooted here. Everything becomes much and much harder as you get older because mm -hmm. you don't live in the same household. and so. Um, we try to make an effort to check in with one another, see how you know we're doing, and um, supporting each other in the different you know endeavors that we take on. Um, it's it's you know quite in incredible, and I have you know a brother that that's getting into uh, uh, truck driving. I'm a sister, it's a teacher, another sister that you know, recently you know getting married, and she's getting her PhD at the University of Maryland. Another sister. I heard my nephew live in, in, in Tennessee, and another brother that lives in Tennessee. So I, it runs the as far as trying to connect with everyone, you know? But um, I mean, I, I love them, and I wouldn't be who I am. A lot of what everybody sees in me really comes out of, you know, the, the Davis household, per se. Okay. Yeah. Good, like it. All right, we're going to ask you a couple more questions yeah. about uh, family growing up. Um, what about your grandparents? Yeah. Describe the role that your grandparents played in, uh, in your life. Yeah, so I didn't have a much of a relationship with my grandparents growing okay. up. Um, that was in part due to family conflict and kind of with, with my parents. Um, but for the conversations that I did have and the interactions that I did have, and they were, were positive uh, for, for the most part. But um, I didn't have kind of that, like with aunts and uncles and cousins for everybody else. Uh, not everybody else. Um, I'm really comparing myself to, to my wife. Mm -hmm. Like our, our upbringing's very different. Like for mine, it was like we we're just kind of nuclear and who's ever in my household. And uh, for hers, it's very, you know, extended out. And so it's, it's the best of both worlds that we now get to experience. But um, yeah, I didn't have much of a relationship there growing up. Okay. Well, I always like to explain some sure. of the reasons yeah. why I'm asking, yeah. you know, and I'm asking um, not to bring up any emotions, no. uh, but I'm asking because uh, one of our number one pillars 
Um, I say this all the time because it is our number one pillar. It is our staple in the Jenna Club, mm -hmm. uh, which is relationship building and networking. Yeah. Um, and so we want to, uh, our listeners, our young ones, to understand uh, the different networks that people have. Uh, everyone doesn't have the traditional, what it yeah. traditionally looks like. Uh, but that doesn't mean you don't have a network. You don't yeah. find a network to go. Yeah. And then also for them to understand that there are situations that they're going through that other people have been through, mm -hmm. um, similar things, similar time. Yeah. Yeah. So that, <clears throat> that's, uh, that's why we ask those things. Yeah. I appreciate you allowing us to sure. uh, yeah. go down that, yeah. that path a little bit. And, and on that note, you know, mm -hmm. for me, our, our godparents really played kind of the aunties, uncles, you know, role. Okay. I'm, I'm fortunate to still have a, a, a relationship with, with two of them, you know, mm -hmm. that really made birthdays and Christmases and all that. I mean, they really, really blessed my childhood in part because of the work that they did. And so, um, yeah, it's different. Everybody has a different, you know, yeah. story and everything, but I appreciate that the question. Yeah, okay. So <clears throat> let's talk about as we move into schools, yeah. I'm going to talk in the schools. Um, uh, once again, man, we at Kinship Cafe. He really got me on this child. Yes. I, I, it's good. He, he might have got me hooked on this. It's good, yeah. It's good stuff. I'm telling you, come on down to Kinship Cafe. It's good stuff. 719 North 6th Street in KCK. Best coffee. Tell me. All right. Um, now, this section of our schools, uh, is brought to you by Sweeties Tea. Sweeties Tea uh, is another local Wanda okay. County yeah. owned brand. Yeah. Uh, Miss Erin yeah. Jones <clears throat> has blessed us with that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and you know, let us know what you think yeah. about that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay. That's fresh. Here we go. Yeah, that's fresh. Oh, she's got it. I, I only say I tell her one thing. Mm -hmm. I only have two issues. Uh huh. Two issues. Uh -huh. One is the size. I want it big. I want a bigger one. I go up this down too fast. Yeah. I want a bigger one. She yeah. said she's working on it. Yeah. And the other one is that my God, Theo hoards uh -huh. all the paint. Hoards <laughs> all the paint. They got these peach mango. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. I, uh, I love mango flavor, anything. You got so. that pango, then you, you yeah. gotta make sure you get to that okay. pango. Okay. Um, t but okay. you can't let Theo know because he's taking off. He's taking off. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about grade school. Mm -hmm. um, where'd you go to grade school? Oh my goodness. So it runs the gamut again. My, my life, you'll, you'll find out, is mm -hmm. I am uh, all over the place. I didn't grow up military, but um, you know, my dad was a minister, at least for my childhood. He's not a, a pastor now. Um, but because of that, a lot of churches, ministers, you don't make a lot of money, and so you're, you're, the best way I can put it is you're economically fluid, right? There are times that you have money, times that you don't. And so that translated to us moving a lot, right? And so I like went to preschool, and I think through like second grade in Oak Park, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Illinois, which is a, a suburb on kind of the west side of um, the Chicago metro area, right? Um, from there, uh, our church had a, a private school, right, <laughs> in west side of Chicago. And, you know, there's a lot of us, right? And so you could save a lot of money by sending us all to the same school. And so from third grade to seventh grade, that is where 
like my formative years of school were, was in this small private school. And um, that is, you know, we would have from grades, you know, third through six in one room because it was so small, right? Um, from there, we had moved, this is where Naperville comes in, you know, so my mom had passed away, my dad had remarried, and my stepmom, she had had, you know, her, my, my step-siblings um, in, you know, Naperville schools. And so we had moved out there. Um, that's where I did eighth grade and then uh, two of my high school years before moving <laughs> again to Arkansas, then Arkansas graduating. And Cal. From Southern California, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, from, from uh, uh, Los Osos, which is in Rancho Cucamonga, the California. Grizzlies. Yes, yeah, you, you're good, man. <laughs> you're good. Oh, man, I got to, that's, yeah. So, so my, you know, from, you know, <clears throat> Chicago and kind of the metro area to, you know, Arkansas to Southern California to Kansas City, all within, you know, my short <laughs> like I've been I've had to adapt in a lot of, you know, ways of just being in different situations and environments. And then you got to make friends and you have to adjust. And so that's kind of my <laughs> education, which is great. I think it's it made me a, a well-rounded person and showed me a lot of the world. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about that. I wanted to break down a little bit about this. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why I'm sure. going to ask this. Um, <clears throat> a lot of times, a lot of our um, youth, um, their um, lives are disrupted. They have a lot of disruption uh, moving um, for whatever reason. Sure. A lot of different reasons. It's disruption. It's moving. Uh, and sometimes... Um, well, I don't say sometimes. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of times, uh, it's rough. Yeah. You know. So I want to talk about transitions. Yeah. You know, when you, you, sure. you had disruption. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. And, and <laughs> so I, I think this is a um, yeah. a good point to allow uh, our listeners, our youth, to see uh, with what you're accomplishing. Mm -hmm. You had disruptions. Yeah. You know, as far as moving and changing, and yeah. you know, different addresses, different places. Yes. You know, but you still are able to accomplish. You mm -hmm. know, your goals. Uh, and be successful, yeah. you know, even through with that. So I want to sure. talk a little bit about that, mm -hmm. uh, the difference in, let, let's first talk about um, uh, um, Naperville North. Okay. Uh, yeah. Were there, uh, where, where, where you were a buster. Was that, was that? <laughs> where, where you were a buster. That's the name I of, Melissa. That That's yeah, the name yeah. of <laughs> the, the mascot. mascot, man. The mascot name is Buster, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Our, our mascot name was Rudy. <laughs> I'm a bulldog from Wanda. Yeah, I'm Wanda yeah, Bulldog. Yeah, yeah. Make yeah, sure you heard that. Wanda Bulldog. <laughs> so, all right. Hey, you know, yeah. our mascot was Rudy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah. that's the name of our mascot. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's talk a little bit about um, sure. uh, there. T tell me a little bit about that that, that school, going to school yeah. there. Yeah, so let, let, let's actually kind of, just to give some comparisons, mm -hmm. right? So the, the, we, the school that I went to, right, for my family's church didn't have a lot of money, didn't mm -hmm. have a lot of resources. <laughs> Didn't have, you know, just a lot of things. I mean, we were literally meeting in schools. Mm -hmm. We didn't have sports, didn't have recreation, whatever. Okay. Then we go to Naperville. <laughs> and mm -hmm. Naperville, the best way I can describe it is it, it is Johnson County. I mean, when you think about the comparisons as far as amenities go, um, when you think about, 
the comparisons of just all of the programs and all of the the opportunities for students i mean it was just eye-opening and so for me it was like i i was quite honestly intimidated because i'm my friends who were just like hey same class or whatever and i'm hearing about their christmases in heated driveways which i didn't know existed until <laughs> my eighth grade year where right. my friend was like yeah there's like this really really wealthy neighborhood and they have heated driveways i'm like how does that work yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. i'll never forget that and so you know i i you know was exposed to a lot and you know for our family you know we didn't have the money that you know the, those families had at, at, at that time and so it was a tough transition in the sense of just not having as much and when i did basketball uh everybody's gonna get like jordans and stuff i couldn't afford that so i don't know if you all remember al harrington came out with the shoes proteges <laughs> and you could get them at kmart and so that's what i wore for eighth grade basketball right and everybody thought they were the coolest thing ever cheapest shoes <laughs> cheap like you had something you had something that was, yeah and they had you know kobe's and lebron's and, and we just didn't have the because my sister was also right. in basketball so it was just like oh, and my, my other sister's in dance it was just like my stepbrother was in track like everybody's trying to do their own thing and it's like just a limited amount of resources and so um my experience there it was really being my eyes were open to a different world of like, oh my goodness. But I will say this, having my eyes open there really challenged me academically. And I really, really wanted to go there because of the sports and the programs. But what really helped me, especially when I got to high school, was they had advanced placement. And my first honors class or AP class um, was AP government. And what sparked kind of my interest in government was I had taken the class and there was the first honors class I had taken and I got like an A or whatever in the class, but you also get to take the, um, you get to take this test and if you do really, really well, you can get college credit. And so, you know, I love like history and now I found my love for government and I took the test and we had already moved to Arkansas because things did not work out in Illinois. My dad got a job, all this stuff, but they had mailed me my score and I got a five on the test. The five is the highest you can get on the AP government test. And so that meant that when I went to colleges, I can show them that, hey, you know, I think I came in with like two or I think it would have been equivalent of like six college credits or, or whatever that you can take in, right? And I didn't have to take those classes. I was able to save some money. But more than that, it sparked my interest in really getting involved and knowing that government was something that I could do, you know, professionally. And I think that played a huge role into what I'm doing right now. Okay. I like that. Appreciate yeah. you talking about yeah. that. that. That's really uh, being transparent. Uh, with our listeners. And, yeah. And, uh, um, let's talk about Arkansas. So now 
You moved, you, you're in this affluent uh, school in Naperville, sure, you're yeah. here, it's got all these different, yeah. you know, um, amenities and yeah, different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Now you've moved to Arkansas yeah. and you're in Sherwood, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. you're a bear there too. Yeah, you're a bear. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're good. All right. <laughs> you're really good. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. So you're there. Now talk about going to there. And, and sure. it's uh, what? Sylvan Hills, right? Sylvan Hills, yeah. Okay. Um, it, so we, we had lived in North Little Rock. And, you know, parents' addresses and stuff where parents didn't want to go to North Little Rock. It was kind of a larger public school. And so uh, Sylvan Hills was um, just a, a school that worked out better. But um, I, I honestly did not want to move to California at all. I had, because it was my junior year of high school, so I had planned, I'm like, hey, like my brother and my sister had gone to the University of Central Arkansas, which by the way, Scotty Pippen yes. went there as yes. well, just okay. out of the connection. Okay. Um, but so I, I did not want to leave. I mean, I, it wasn't perfect and it wasn't the wealth of Naperville, but I think the, the, the Southern draw, as interesting as it was in my experience, um, it just worked and had friends and played football and, and um, it wasn't like the 7, 8 of Naperville, so you don't have to go up against a lot of these uh, uh, folks that are going straight to, you know, D1 schools, although we did have a few. One of them is in NFL. Um, but it was just a smaller school, smaller setting. Um, I think about half the school was black, and that was the other part of it. Um, and, and I liked it. I mean, I really did at the time. I, I liked it, and I did not want to leave. So I, I had an overall uh, a positive experience with some tidbits of <laughs> southern discomfort right of me okay. and people hearing the way that I talk and they're like you're a northerner and I was like I don't even what are we talking about yeah. <laughs> like are we in the civil war like I'm a northerner but that so getting over that part of of people kind of not seeing black people yeah. as a monolith and things of that sort but um, they knew about the AP score and all that stuff. So I think that also changed the way that some of the teachers and coaches, you know, saw me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked it. I liked it. I liked our football program, had, you know, lots of friends there and I really didn't want to go. Gotcha. <laughs> so okay. so um, I was going to ask you this, but you yeah. brought it up. Um, so you played basketball and football. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so which one were you better at? So I only did, uh, I did not make uh, the freshman basketball team or sophomore basketball team in part because we were in Naperville mm -hmm. and those kids, their fans had money and they put their kids in camps and we couldn't afford the camps. So I had spent the summer just chilling away or really just in football, right? Because it was the most uh, accessible. Um, so I did football all four years. Um, so I would prefer football over, you know, basketball as far as skill goes. And, but I understand both games, okay. you know, pretty well. Okay. All right. I was, was going to ask you that. I just wanted <laughs> yeah. to see, you know, he won't let me pull this picture out. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> okay, so now yeah. you didn't want to um, mm -hmm. leave Sherwood. Um, but yeah. now you now you are, though. You're, you're leaving yeah, Sherwood yeah. and you're going to... Uh, Rancho Cucamongo, California. Cucamonga, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cucamonga, yeah. okay. Yeah. California. Yeah. You're out there um, in high school there. You're, you're a grizzly there. Yeah. Uh, talk about going there. Oh, goodness. I mean, excuse me. It was going to high school, like, in a mountain, which is just wild. Um, 
you get there and it's like here we worry about like coyotes and you know there it's like no mountain lions i was like what yeah. <laughs> mountain? they're like yes mountain lions and bears and all that stuff and so it was oh, i i think i didn't get enough time because i had left like pretty abruptly my junior year from arkansas to go to uh, los osos and I didn't get the opportunity to really invest in a lot of those relationships because I was only there for a year and a year and some change. And I was just like, man, it, it, I really did not, uh, like I didn't go to prom, like I didn't do homecoming, like I just didn't feel the connection because it's like, this is my third school, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, I will say this though, when we talk about, again, academic pushing, I would never forget, you know, being in class and one of my peers getting excited because he got into Princeton. And another you know, friend of mine being excited because she got into Brown University and then she also got into Stanford. And I was like, what is going on? But it was that type of like academic push of everybody else, they're doing amazing things. Um, it was the same thing at Naperville. I, see these folks on LinkedIn, I'm like, oh wow, like you're doing incredible things. And I think I benefited from the academic rigor. And you know, while we didn't necessarily have all the resources when I went to school, it was like, oh wow, like if they can do it, I can do it. I was in the same honors classes. I was, you know, excelling in, in a lot of ways. And so it, it was a benefit. Okay. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate you. You talking about that? Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions, then sure. we're going to move uh, yeah. to college. Yeah. Um, one, one question I'm going to ask you is, um, do you have um, any, let's see, um, like say a, a most influential teacher uh, or adult or something that you can think uh, from yeah. any of those periods that you think really kind of maybe have molded you? Do you have one of those or not? Um, no, you may not. I'm, we just well, asked. so you know, I I I had you know a coach. Or, 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 so I my little self played D line. I loved D line. <laughs> like okay. loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, so C Coach Williams uh, was one who really uh, just embraced and had a ton of fun. One of the reasons why I didn't want to leave, you know, Naperville, because I was like, man, you know, Coach. We call him Coach Dubs. Um, was 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 influential. Um, there's another teacher, Mr. Franklin, uh, back in, you know, grade school in Chicago, he's a black man, very well educated, uh, uh, his son, um, you know, very, very smart. And he also, I think, really pushed us to really, really do well academically. And so those would be the two. I'm probably forgetting people. Mm -hmm. You really put me on the spot. I'm like, how do the teachers come back at me being like, oh, no, 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 okay, hold on, hold on. Miss Bishop, or no, Mrs. Bishop, uh, Spanish class in Naperville, there's this old white lady who fair, I mean, who taught Spanish and she loved uh, my family. She had me, my younger sister and my older sister and she was just very, she just kind of drew to us. And um, it's very, very sad when we left and, and we kept in contact. I also kept in contact with Coach Doves as well. So, um, yeah, there, there are a few folks. Okay. Coach Withrow from Arkansas as well, okay. you know. There were a few folks that really did look out for me. And I, they, they, 
did not want to see me go. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm probably forgetting some people, so okay. I apologize already. Okay. You, you know, the disclaimer's out there. Yeah, you know. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, for sure, that. for sure. All right, good. We just, once again, just talking about that network yeah. of people and traditional. And as you're mm -hmm. uh, kind of moving around, you still are sure. finding connections with people yeah. to make that net yeah. uh, for you. Okay, that's good. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We're going to move on to some college years, okay? Okay. Now, um, <laughs> As you are in high school, senior, mm -hmm. you're in uh, California. Mm -hmm. um, what are you thinking about as far as college-wise? What, what, where is your mind? Okay. okay? Yeah. Well, where's your mind? Talk to, take us through where your mind is. Yeah. So my number one goal is to get out of California. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> here is mine. Got it. The, uh, uh, because so many people wanted to move to California, the tuition prices were inflated. Uh, UCLA, I know. <laughs> but UCLA for me was like this unobtainable place to go because a whole bunch of people applied within my class and I think a very, very select few people actually got in in part because they had so many people applying, right? So they became mm -hmm. ridiculously selective because everybody wants to try to get in. And I think I got into like two schools in California, but I really had no interest in part because you know, the rest of our family was back in Chicago, and I at least wanted to go to Chicago or somewhere close by. Funny story with that. There was one particular decision, and this is all the, you know, all the Lord that it's just, I really think it was, it was God's providence. I wanted to go to the University of Minnesota. If I was not waitlisted, KU doesn't happen. If I okay. was not, if I, and I know uh, uh, Coach Smith, you know, went there. If I was not, wait, I would have gone to the University of Minnesota, would have never met, dread, never, like never. And getting accepted at KU was the, the for sure choice in part because of the program that I'm in right now um, was one of the driving factors. I wanted to get involved in government and I saw this program, you know, was ranked nationally and the tuition prices were. <laughs> honestly better than some of the schools in California. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with the wait listing with University of Minnesota. Like, I'm just going to do, you know, KU. So that was kind of my thing was I wanted to get out, get out from the West, go back Midwest, because that's, you know, where I'm from. And either, you know, in Chicago or in Illinois or somewhere close by um, and, and KU, you know, still okay. cake. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little more about that. Yeah. I uh, gotta just make sure we remind them that tonight's episode is brought in part uh, by Wilson's Pizza. Yeah. Um, Wilson's Pizza was um, the top 100 out of 101 pizzas in the nation. It's right off 1801 Quindaro Boulevard in KCK. It was named the best pizza in KC. Hey. All right. Now, we said best pizza in KC, so mm -hmm. when you're here, make sure you get down and get you a slice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Wilson, we appreciate you. Thank yes, you very much. Uh, also appreciate TJ here, uh, Kinship Cafe, yes. Yes, uh, yes, 719 yes. Uh, North 6th Street in KCK. Appreciate that. So um, you're attending University uh, of Kansas, KU mm -hmm. Rochester. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you good with us? Okay. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of All right. Course. You good with us? Uh huh. Okay. So um, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, you. You there? 
uh, AKU. Mm-hmm. Um, and so do you immediately uh, go right into uh, politics, political science? Kind of. Kind of. Okay. Uh, ministry was really my, my passion at the time. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I will tell you, uh, and this is just good for, for our listeners, there was a lot of losing at KU that I think really prepared me to, to do uh, uh, what, what I've done in the election in November. So my freshman year... You said a lot of losing. A lot of losing. A lot, a lot of, losing. of losing, yes. At KU, okay. A lot of losing. So okay, let's talk about I this. tried to... Um, my freshman year, there were some open seats. Um, I think some... some they, they have freshman elections, all that stuff, and I tried to to apply or whatever and you know me dude from you know from california chicago all these other you know this mixed you know background and i did not i put in my application whatever and they're like yeah i didn't interview like okay we'll we'll let you know if you get it if not you know don't worry about it didn't get it (laughs) so um and then from, from there, you know, I had ran, you know, my sophomore year for student senate, and then my junior year I'd ran as vice president with the good friend of mine who is an original dot, uh, uh, Chancellor Adams, um, and he had ran as president, and I'd ran as his, you know, VP, not the original plan, <laughs> but we did it and got 600 votes, got absolutely destroyed did not know what we were doing but it was one of the best teaching moments of my life because it really taught if you want to get like if you're serious about winning you have to be organized right and you have to have a plan you can't just do it and you have to start early right i know we'll talk about all that stuff (laughs) but a lot of those lessons were, were really really ingrained there so yeah okay yeah okay so, um, I'm trying to see how I ask this question. Yeah. Okay. So, your major um, mm-hmm. is political science and religious studies. Mm-hmm. All right, and then your minor is African-American uh, um, uh, studies. Yes. Right. Okay. So, when you come in as a freshman, mm-hmm. is that your, do you already know that this is what your major and minor are going to be? Or did that change when you got into school for a while? Yeah, so poli-sci for sure. Okay. When I found out in order for me to graduate, I needed more credits um, because it was just a kind of a general bachelor's degree. That's when I threw on religious studies. Okay. Um, And then when I found out I could do more, I was actually going to triple major if I could. Thank God I did not because I would not have graduated uh, uh, when I did. Um, then I went, you know, and paired it with African American studies. So it started with poli sci and then religious studies, and then triple okay. um, AS. Yeah. Okay. I, the reason I ask that is because sometimes I want our listeners to understand yeah. that sometimes things change. Yeah. Or sometimes when you go with a plan, sometimes oh, yeah. you have to revamp the plan, mm-hmm. and that's part of life. It's Absolutely. not just that doesn't mean you know the yeah. end of the world or nothing. It just means that yeah. hey, that's life. Life it throws on other things. Mm-hmm. It takes different turns. Mm-hmm. And then it sometimes it, yeah. it, it has it causes you to mm. hey now, you know I need to grab this yeah. too I need to get this too yeah. you know to finish where I want yeah, to absolutely. go absolutely yeah. so, yeah. so that's why mm-hmm. I was trying to get to that no part absolutely of, of yeah and that's that's accurate yeah. okay yeah um, so you're you're there at KU mm. uh, you've run for a few um, mm-hmm. offices mm-hmm. Uh, there 
Um, and before, let me let me get to this. Let's talk about um, just real quick. Yeah. I, I got to touch this because yeah. it, it was a huge part in my life, mm -hmm. uh, and I know it plays a huge part mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of college student success. The trio, yeah. sure. tutoring as a trio. Yeah. Um, so talk just a little bit. So how did you get into tutoring? So uh, with KU, they have you know job fairs for students all the time. And I needed money. I was not like a lot of these, you know, other kids that had their parents sending them money consistently, you know, um, and, and that just wasn't my, you know, reality. And so I knew if I wanted to get things and if I wanted to be able to travel back home and all that stuff, like you wouldn't have your own stuff. And so um, I needed a job. And so um, I started working at, you know, KU Endowment. And so um, I haven't gotten them yet, uh, but th these calls, right, about, you know, supporting the school and stuff, I was one of them. And at the time, you get anything, you think you're making good money. And I was like, oh, I'm making really good money, right? It was like $200 every two weeks, right? Um, and then Trio had come up in part because of the flexibility. So I had met the, I think she was the, the director or program coordinator at the time. And um, she had, you know, kind of walked me through the process of what it would be. And it, it, it was like, I didn't even think about like the, I didn't find out about the history about Trio okay. until actually working there. And okay, then I was okay. like, oh, wow. Like, this is quite incredible. I was just looking for a job, yeah, yeah. and there was something that was very flexible that worked in my school schedule. And then I found out that it was federally funded, and I found out, you know, all of the great graduates kind of through, through the program and, you know, how it really benefited uh, students of color and lower SES students. And I was like, wow, this is actually incredible. And so, you know, I was able to tutor, you know, students through poli-sci classes and math and sociology and uh, English and you know what what have you and most of this I'm doing as what maybe is probably a sophomore mm -hmm. you know a sophomore junior and so I yeah I, I enjoyed my time there okay. <coughs> so um, I'm gonna ask you just a couple more things yeah uh, talk about uh, your time with the uh, mentors of color uh, yeah yeah so the mentors of color program was something that I had found out about through the BSU there at KU. Um, and for those who don't know BSU. Yeah, the Black Student Union. Okay, there we go. And um, I had gone to a meeting, this is like my freshman year, and the director of the program, she was with Lawrence Public Schools, and um, she had, you know, uh, I don't know if it was her. I, no, there was somebody that was already on BSU that was already doing the program and they, you know, talked about it and I told them I wanted to get involved. And so for the betterment of a year, year and a half, I don't have a car, by the way. I'm walking from my dorm to the elementary school uh, two, three times a week to, you know, spend an hour mentoring uh, kids, uh, but black boys in particular, and they're second and third, third and second and third grade. And um, yeah, that was a, a great experience for me because again, I, I don't have all of the language. Like I'm take, I, I don't think I even declared my minor in African-American studies at that point. So I'm not aware of a lot of the culture and the history and systemic racism, all that stuff. But I just want to, you know, give back to the community. And so, um, man, I, it, 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 
hurt my heart when I wasn't able to continue because I had all these other responsibilities in school and all that stuff. But I, I loved, you know, having that opportunity to be involved and be a positive role model for those kids. Oh. Yeah. So as we move, you're, you're coming up um, senior. You're, mm -hmm. you're about to graduate. Mm -hmm. um, talk about the, uh, so how do I say this? Because I don't know if I'm going to say it the correct way. Yeah. But I'm going to, you know, sure. so just leave me with it. Wow. But let's talk about, because I know um, somehow through my reading, I know mm. that uh, being in the program that you're in, you mm. have to do an internship. Yeah. Um, and then I also know that um, you're doing an internship mm. in the government. Mm -hmm. up there. So talk about that. Talk about how that works. You know, for, for our listeners that yeah. would be interested in poli sure. and Instagram, talk yeah. about that part of it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so for me, the, the internship part didn't come until grad school. Okay. So I graduate from KU. From there, I do a two-year residency at a local church. I do college and youth ministry. And then after that, I get into grad school. Okay. A part of the program, um, the emphasis is local government management. And the reason why it's so prestigious is because the first year is academic and then you do a part-time internship. And th the whole point of the program is really to produce city managers and county administrators and folks that work in, right, this, on the staff of city hall and, 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 and um, in, in, you know, county government. Um, there, there are some folks that go into state and go into federal and, and you know, or, you know, all together or go in private sector, but that's really the whole point. What we, what I ended up doing was I, you know, did my, you know, coursework and then interned with the city of Lawrence and the city manager's office. And then, um, when I decided to run, a lot of politics come into play now because, you know, it's not a taboo, but you're really just supposed to be on the professional staff side. <laughs> you're not supposed to do the whole politics side, right? That's where kind of the nonprofit play is. And I'll tell you this, I actually had an internship lined up that I actually lost in part because I chose to run. And they actually had it in a, their policy that you could not be an elected official or you could not be running for office. And so it was a real risk for us. And, you know, thank God it, it worked out. But um, yeah, the programs that at, you know, KU um, and, and, you know, if you go public administration and then you look at local government management or the CUSMATS, right, which is the KU, the National City Managers Association and Trainees, um, yeah, that that's where my you know program and where where my experience came from. Okay. Yeah. Right. So let's talk a little bit about how we're going to move into sure. uh, you choosing to run yeah. for office uh, and being the uh, eighth district commissioner elect. Sure. Um, so let's talk about what 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 made you run. If that's what that is, you know what what is yeah. it the reason that made you? Run? <laughs> <clears throat> well. In part, I felt, you know, so we, we chose, Andrea and I, we chose Wyandotte County to be the place to really put down roots. We knew mm -hmm. that our time in Lawrence had come to an end with my residency. Andrea was commuting from Lawrence all the way down, you know, here. Um, she had done, you know, her practicum, her residency, all that stuff at Wyandotte High School now, you know, works there and mm -hmm. um, also did some stuff with Paces as well. And so when we were looking at, you know, 
places to live. Wyandotte County, you know, took it and you know, be closer to her side of the family, and uh, really wanted to put down roots. Um, I started watching the unified government meetings because, you know, now I have all this knowledge and I've learned all this stuff at school. I understand a little bit more about how local government works and um, we, we bought a home and so that changes everything because it's like, okay, how are people managing taxes, right? Or property taxes and revenue and everything. And so um, I'd been watching the meetings for a while and it was just not the best experience. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is what government, like this is what we were walking into. And originally I was not going to, to run. I, my misgivings is what a lot of people felt was, you know, if you're not from the dot, then you don't, you don't try to, <laughs> like, you just kind of move aside and kind of support. But what ultimately, you know, made me run was, you know, I, you know, kind of worked with other folks to try to get them to run, it didn't really work. And I was like, you know what, I'll do it, you know? And I had, you know, enough experience and had a really, really good team of folks that behind me, uh, Nikki Richardson, you know, she, she ran my campaign and we dealt with a lot of blows, but I mean, I, I just had some really great minds and people behind me that said, yes, Andrew, like, you're gonna do this and like, we're gonna win. And so, you know, looking at the conditions of our community and saying, you know, if this is where we're choosing to live and choosing to put down roots, we need to not just be people that complain and say, give me this, give me this. We need to be people that sow into the community and be a part of it. And so that ultimately was what kind of drove me to run. And the other part is this, you know, studying public administration, local government, you get to see what other cities are doing and you get exposed to how they run their cities and what programs and all this innovation and, and things that people are doing. And then for Wyandotte County, it's like, why aren't we doing more? That ultimately was like, okay, I'll go ahead and run. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I read uh, your quote uh, about you wanting to bring more innovation, mm -hmm. um, transparency uh, and equity to unify government to improve the quality of life for everyone. That's a phrase me and my brother use sure. all the time, the quality of life, you know. Uh, and that's a phrase that um, I'm working for the school district that, you know, I talk to the students about all the time yes. is that, hey, it's about improving the quality of life yeah. for you and your family. So uh, how do you plan to do that? How do, you, how do you plan to do that? Yeah, well, a big part of it is, um, it has, it has a lot of things, there are a lot of components, right? So on one hand, um, amenities. When we think about what makes a community safe and enjoyable, it's not just, well, the budget is, val you know, the budget is, is balanced and you know, we're, we're getting out of the debt or we don't have any bad debt or some of the technical stuff. There's also the part of like, can people have fun? Can people have a good time? Can they start a business? Like, there's a lot of those things that when people compare you know, KCK to the compare to KC Mo, where they see it. And it's not to say that KC Mo doesn't have any issues. It's the fact that you have the issues, plus you have the Kansas City Chiefs, the Royals, the streetcar, that like you have all of these recreational things. And it's the same thing in Johnson County. And so for me, improving the quality of life, it's expanding the amenities that we have. And it's saying, really to you know my, my colleagues on the commission, people need to feel your governance. 
They need to be able to say, my life is different because I voted for you, right? That street is paved or we get, you know, this park is improved or this program has started. We need folks to, to really, uh, uh, we need folks to trust us again. And, and we need folks to really believe that we have their best interests. And so for me, it's, you know, the, the Youth Advisory Board, right? It's uh, passing Safe and Welcoming, right? Um, it's uh, for economic development, getting programs in place so that our neighborhoods are not an afterthought when it comes to development and making sure that we are empowering small businesses and people here to develop here, as opposed to always looking for folks with more money or with more resources for the outside. And so um, improving quality of life, it, it runs the gamut of, of so many things, but it's ultimately of being able to have fun and being able to say, I'm getting something for my vote and I'm getting something for the taxes that I put in, right? making sure that people feel like the process is working for them. Okay. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk a little bit about um, how you plan to handle uh, what you believe to be the, the three most important issues facing uh, this position that you're in. Sure. Uh, first, let's talk about, uh, you said the one issue um, uh, is uh, lack of communication from leadership. Mm -hmm. So how do you plan to handle that? Yeah, so um, it's still in the early stages, but I'm going to host regular town halls with our community to have an ongoing relationship. I, I'm still thinking and exploring the idea of a community advisory board or what that would look like. Um, but it's, it's really having this connection where we're not only seeing, you know, you're not, you're not only going to see your commissioner when there's a crisis. Right. I don't want us to only see each other when, you know, this pothole, you know, damages your car or where there's this ditch, you know, that that uh, uh, is, is really dangerous or where, you know, this road. Right. Is is being blocked because we haven't done proper maintenance or something like that. There needs to be this other interaction of there's no crisis, <laughs> nothing that's happening. And you get to meet your elected official. Um, when I was on the campaign trail and asked people, do they know who their commissioner is? A lot of them said they didn't. And that to me is, is a sign of just, well, we have to get out there. Will everybody know who I am? Probably not. But we need to make sure we are expanding who uh, is viewing government as a system that works for them. And so communication is key, using technology, using social media, all those things so you know what I'm doing and how I'm trying to improve the community. That's what I mean. Visibility, we like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, that, yes, that, yes. That, that, that is key. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime, um, I, ju I just believe, anytime change is coming, mm -hmm. the person in leadership has to be visible. Yeah. You can't change by only tapping in yeah. here and there and coming in. You have, yeah. you have to change by being sure. here because yeah. then you don't know what to change. If mm -hmm. you're not here visibly in here and interacting and, and hearing with what's going on, mm -hmm. you can't change. You're yeah. just changing what you you know, think you know or yeah. think you see from afar. Yeah. So I, I, I like that. that. That is visibility uh, is, is great and yeah. that's good transparency. Let's talk about the other, uh, another, uh, the second um, 
thing you believe is mm. an important issue mm. uh, is the lack of community involvement uh, in economic uh, development deals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, this really came from me observing, you know, our, our land bank meetings and, and you know, um, some of the commission meetings where these, you know, developments come in and on Facebook people are like, oh, I don't like this or they're not paying taxes or whatever. And then they're voted on or they're on the consent agenda, which means to get no discussion. It's just a simple vote and then it's gone, right? And there's a process to that, right? The meat of governance for the unified government is not in the full commission meetings. It's in the standing committees, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's in the planning commission meetings, right? That's those, those hours long YouTube videos. That's why it's because we're getting more discussion and an in-depth review of what is on the agenda, right? As opposed to full commission meetings where it's like, if you didn't really, you know, say anything about it and we all voted in favor of it, then it's just going to go through. And so I want to make sure that we have a better process. Do I think every economic development deal in Wyandotte County um, is, is, you know, harming our community? Absolutely not. There are some very beneficial economic development deals that have gone through that I think have really helped our, our community for sure. However, there's the process. And that's where community benefit agreements come in. That's where um, us looking at innovative uh, community involvement processes to say, how do we get the community involved so that they don't feel as though development is happening to them? We need to develop with the community in mind, as opposed to saying, hey, staff and the developer had a conversation or staff, the commissioner, the developer had a conversation, it's all good to go, we're gonna go ahead and make it happen. That, this election showed people are tired of that process. And yes, it slows it down. Yes, it may not be as efficient, but it needs to be something where people feel like, yes, this is my community. Yes, this is my city. And I played a role in whatever set development that is taking place. Okay, nice. Uh, third uh, issue, uh, and um, I'm, I'm asking this uh, with the, the thought of uh, our our partnerships that we are here in the Even sure. Social Podcast uh, with uh, yeah. here at Kinship, uh, Wilson's Pizza, yeah. uh, Drip Ultra Pure Water, uh, Sweetie's Tea. Um, this third one, I think, encompasses all that, yeah. including the Jenna Club, you know, um, uh, issue is the lack of small business investment, mm -hmm. uh, especially uh, from the veteran-owned, the minority-owned, mm -hmm. uh, and then women-owned. Mm -hmm. So, how do you, you know, plan on handling uh, that? Yeah. So one of the things that I'm proposing, and I will say, um, you know, our, <laughs> we are we are woefully understaffed at the unified government when it comes to economic development. And so I think that's in part where some of the other frustration comes in, where it's like more people would actually write, uh, kind of flatten out the workload. But one of the things that I want to do is establish a what we call the dot business directory, right? Where we uh, work with you know the the visitor bureau, we work with the Line Economic Development Council, we work with you know our budgeting folks and economic development. And we're able to, you know, come up with a directory so that people can search for whatever said 
idea or thing that they're looking for and they can find a local business here in Wyandotte County that they can find and that they can shop at, you know? Um, and where we get, you know, local, minority-owned, veteran-owned um, is we put filters in the app to, to say, hey, if you just want to search for black businesses or for veteran-owned businesses or for women-owned businesses, and that's just to start, right? We can expand it out. Um, you know, kids, you know, for, 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 for teens or for children. How do we incentivize local entrepreneurship here, right? That's really what I want to do, and exposure is one of the ways that I want to do it. Tough. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll ask a few more questions. Yeah. We'll, we'll get out of you heard the, the You heard that beep, beep, beep? <laughs> it's Tom Grinch. <laughs> he already given me my time signal. So, let's, oh, let's, let's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so let, me, let me start wrapping it up. No, you're good. You know, we you're was just good. getting into it. You know, <laughs> you know. and, I'm, I'm a you, talker. You, you know? happen to be in this district, but he, he putting the button on me, too. You know what I'm saying? He pushing the button. You I'm know, I, I, right. he, maybe he wants to say something. Maybe that's what that was for. Maybe he had a question for you. Right. You know? right. Okay. So now let's... let's um, let, let, let's talk about this because this one, this this is a question um, that, with with my work in the school district mm -hmm. and in the community, um, that I, I, it's a concern of many. Sure. Uh, and it's how do you plan uh, to help uh, get people, services, and supports into the community? Mm -hmm. um, people who need the supports. Yeah. Um, so let's look at our, our families. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them are impoverished. Uh, sure. You know, a, a lot of them have transportation issues. And we're talking about maybe like dentists. Mm -hmm. uh, e even, you know, we had mm -hmm. two locations for mm -hmm. vaccines. Mm -hmm. You know, how do they get there? Yeah. So how do we get the services that our community really need yeah. to them? Sure. So yeah. is there a plan? you have a thought on that? Yeah. Well, I know that the health department, and this is pretty recent, they re released a, a program that they're doing where if you need a ride to a particular service that um, they actually are providing, you know, that to our community members, which I think is great. Well, before um, I want to I hit that because yeah. I know that now. Yeah. How do they, but who knows about that? Sure. No. So, sure? so how do we get oh, those sure, things sure, out? Sure, so yeah. I, they, you can provide, you, sure, you can do that, sure. but there's not one person sure. on my end <laughs> that knows anything about that. Sure. And yeah. if it just hadn't have been me mm. in a conversation mm -hmm. uh, with Miss Rachel, mm -hmm. we I would never have known about sure. it. It just happened to be there. But yeah. none of the families in Gateway, yeah. in Chelsea Plaza, mm -hmm. none of them know anything mm -hmm. about it. Sure. So once again, mm -hmm. not the coming up with programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we get those oh, programs sure, and that sure. to the people no, 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 who need sure, it? For sure, yeah. for sure. No, I, 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 I get you. So I think it, it starts with you know, making sure that we have the program in place. The other part is building the relationships with these communities. Um, making sure that our nonprofits, our churches, our uh, uh, schools, right, get this information out to, in, in any avenue, right, kind of the same thing with COVID, really, that's really how we need to communicate every service mm -hmm. that we're providing, you know, for the unified government. Work with community college, work with all, all the school districts, work with business owners, work with, I mean, em, uh, our employers, Everyone who's in Wyandotte County needs to know about the services and the opportunities that we offer. 
and, and you know, neighborhood groups are so key. And I would love for us to do something to incentivize us to you know rekindle the ones that have that are not meeting anymore, or for us to to you know help those that are wanting to start their own neighborhood group to begin it. The reason why I say that is because those are the ones that are able to go into those neighborhoods and say, hey neighbor, did you hear about X, Y, and Z? And so we have to mobilize our community in the way that we've never had before to ensure that when these services are available, we are making sure that people know about them. That's through social media, that's through word of mouth, that's through UGTV, and when we gotta do commercials, like what can we do so that everyone knows? Let's get them out to businesses. If we need to meet with landlords, hey, can you put this up you know, so that your tenants know this is happening? That's what we ultimately need to do. But that's a long, uh, uh, that's a long view of building those relationships and knowing who to contact to make sure that folks have access to those services. Okay. So I, I guess part of my issue is mm -hmm. knowing about the service, still how do they get there? If I have a, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, some of the service, now I understand the transportation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. but, but now this is the issue. Mm -hmm. I don't have a phone. Mm -hmm. Yep. We have a lot of students, a lot of families don't have phones. Phone number continues to change. Yeah. You know, how, mm. how do we know? So I, I know we can't discuss oh, yeah, all no. that, yeah. all that tonight. For you sure. know what I mean? But yeah. And a lot of the, a lot of it, you know, one of the things that I'm exploring also with, with my campaign is what, what we call the deep canvassing, mm -hmm. which is quite literally taking the campaign approach, but nobody's on the ballot. There's no election, but right. we're still going to knock on your door. There you go. We're still going. So those are you know, now every commissioner, <laughs> right? Every right. politician may not do that or may not have a team or may not be able to. But I think that that's another part of it, which is if we can't get you on the phone or get you in the store or whatever, do we just knock on your door? You know, but I think there's the other part of it, and that's the community making sure that we're taking care of folks, right? Mm -hmm. um, as, as government, you know, powerful, influential, but the community also playing the role of making sure that their neighbors know what is going on and lending a hand also makes everything much easier. I like it. I like it. I, yeah. I appreciate you. Let's go sure. talk about that. Yeah. Uh, let's move to a few more. You hear the beep, beep, beep. He's <laughs> continuing to beep, beep, beep us. You know, it's okay. Yeah, that's all right. I'm gonna get these last couple of <laughs> You know, he's probably not gonna turn your mic off. He might turn mine off, but he ain't gonna turn yeah. yours off. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna get these last ones out, and we'll get you out here. All right, uh, appreciate yeah, no, this, your time. This is great. So, um, what is your assessment of the availability of a few things? Mm -hmm. uh, let's first talk about uh, affordable housing and Wyandotte County. Oh, goodness, um, man. So. I, I think it's a national crisis that um, we, we really have to get local, state, and federal involved in, um, in part because if we just try to tackle it as you know, the unified government, we just do not have enough resources to really do what needs to be done. Um, I think that we have to come up with a real strategic plan in how we go about addressing affordable housing. Now, development also plays a role here, right? Because we know that um, as new developments come, if we don't have any particular uh, a way of, of 
making sure people can afford to stay where they live, we're actually inducing the crisis, right? We're actually creating the problem by pricing people out, right? That's where gentrification and displacement comes in, right? But then there's this other part, which is you have homelessness, and then you also have a lot of families that they want to go from renting to owning, but they can't find anything. And so that is where we do need development. And again, not all development is bad, you know, and, and we need folks to come in and fix up our home and, you know, uh, 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 folks to be able to come in and, and purchase that home and live there. But I think we have to look at it from a tiered approach and we need a plan, you know. Um, it, it's great that we have nonprofits doing, you know, the work to try to help people and uh, get them access to housing, but no one's going to be able to do it alone. And so I'm hoping, you know, really from the federal government, because that's really where we're going to get a lot of the money, we can get access to a lot of that. We can start to build and incentivize others to build, and then we can look at, you know, price capping or, or looking at uh, other ways to make sure that whatever is being built is within the price range of the folks here in Wyandotte County. Okay. All right. What is your assessment uh, of the availability of uh, affordable utilities? <laughs> you know, I mean, oh, are you how much here? more time do we yeah, have? Oh, man. oh goodness! No, 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 no! You I'm know, I'm, 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 I'm very disappointed. I'm, I'm gonna put it out here. I'm very disappointed <laughs> yeah. that I have a brother, my, my friend, mm -hmm. his friend brother, mm -hmm. moves out to Johnson County. Yeah. Now he lives in Johnson County, mm -hmm. one of the richest counties in America. Yeah, his light bill is not half of mine, mm -hmm. is a third of mine. Yeah. His light bill is a third of mine. Yeah. yeah. And his house big. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. Yeah. You know, it, so uh, this is still a, a, an idea or multiple ideas that I'm still exploring and studying. It's really the relationship between the unified government and the Board of Public Utilities, right? Um, we, we it, it's great in a sense that the people own these utilities, but also because we own it and there's not a lot of competition, right? That's kind of the other side of it being privatized. Um, we really become the ones that kind of set the rates and we kind of set, you know, what people are going to pay. Um, now, I'm not on the Board of Public Utilities, but, you know, the, the, the BPU is in essence an a, a entity of, right, the unified government. I don't think we've done enough investigating into looking at the decisions that are being made by that board. And they do have a charter that is, you know, authorized, right, and respected by the unified government. We have to look at that and we have to look at that budget <laughs> and we have to have conversations around what is going on with our utilities. Um, now, I, I would want to do this in you know partnership with you know the folks that are on the board at the same time the people have spoken and if the people have spoken it is incumbent upon us to act and so i would want to look at the rates that we set and how we justify them more than that i'm going to look at how we invest in some of the programs that folks have access to when they cannot afford to pay their utilities and we can give them right uh, 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 grants or things of that sort so that they can afford to pay it. The other thing is, 
when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, the, the pilot has come up and I'm, I'm not a big fan of it in part because it's not just, uh, you know, KCKCC or, you know, the, the, the uh, uh, KCKPS or KU Med that has to pay the pilot, which they should. There is the equity in there. The inequities are you and I, right, where we are not a franchise, right? Uh, somebody had called it a franchise. We are not a franchise, but we're paying franchise fees along with those that should be paying. And so there's this question of where, how do we establish some equity there and make sure that not only the rates, but the revenue that is being generated by the Board of Public Utilities is being felt by everybody? Right. And how do we, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of how we have allowed this, this other entity to kind of just do its own thing, but it's also the responsibility of the unified government. And so um, those are conversations that I want to look at to see how not only the affordability part, but the uh, contributing to our budget, contributing to our services, right? because they're only covering electric and water services and not necessarily contributing to public safety and the cost that goes into maintaining our streets and our fire department and police department, our budget is squeezed. And so there's a lot of questions that I have. Long story short, a lot of questions that I have around the Board of Public Utilities. And um, I'm, I'm glad that the mayor-elect has also campaigned on that. Uh, he's wanting an audit. Um, I, I'm wanting an audit, but I also want to look at the charter. I want to look at how the rules are made and let's look at something that's far more equitable and fair so that folks are not squeezed out. Okay. All right. Let's look at it. Yeah. You know, let's, mm -hmm. let's look at it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, transfer, open the books, man. Let's see what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the people are tired of paying what we're paying and not getting. Man. We don't feel like we're getting anything back for it. And, and I got some stories. I don't even put it out. <laughs> I got some stories, well, man. One time I come, you know, it, it's it's ridiculous, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> that I, it's the summertime, mm -hmm. you know, so the the air conditioning is, is going, right? Mm -hmm. But not mine. See, mm -hmm. I'm gone. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not even at home. Mm -hmm. I come back. I got almost a $400 bill. I haven't been home. The mm -hmm. air's not on. Mm -hmm. I've unplugged things, turned out. They just prorated my stuff. Yeah. It's, for for the people next door and the people yeah. next door, they just average it out and prorate the stuff. I come home, I'm like, how do I almost have a $400 mm -hmm. bill? And I haven't even been here three out of the four weeks yeah. of the, and I'm only here three days since yeah. I was gone the whole time. So yeah. I, I, I'm, it's You're just, not the only one it's, I mean, it's now, ridiculous sometimes. I'll tell you, so when we first <clears> moved <throat> here to, to, Wyandotte County, the night that we woke up, or the morning that we woke up in our house, it was the first night sleeping there, the power went out. And this is like late July. And we had <laughs> to, to call BPU and, and go through hours on end of setting up the service and all these things. And it's like, y'all couldn't have said anything at all to us. You had no idea what our family situation was or who was relying on that electricity. There has to be a better process. And I think, you know, the, the people have spoken through our elections that we need a better process. We need utilities that are affordable and we need more for what we pay 
in yeah. a utility bill, right? Yeah. There's the cost, and then it's, I'm paying the cost, then what am I getting, yeah. right? So both of those things we need to have a conversation about, and I, I really want to, you know, look at the charter, because that's really where the, the meat of all this is at. Okay, all right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You don't need that. That's just okay. me. That's, right. I, I got to work hey, with some colleagues okay. to get that done, but that, that's me. Well, yeah. it's, it's the conversation mm -hmm. starts. Let's, let's start the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm gonna, I got just a couple more, yeah. and then we're going to get out sure. of here. Yeah. Um, I, I got to... I gotta. I'd be remiss if I don't ask you these two. Yeah. You know, I might can't even go to work if I don't ask you. These two. <laughs> All right. First, I gotta ask you this: uh, What is your um, assessment of the availability of opportunities for families in our community to become economically independent and build generational wealth? Great question. So, we don't have as many as we should. Um, now, I will say this. We are living in a time period where uh, banks and nonprofits and other programs, they're making resources more available for first-time homeowners, for you know, uh, uh, small business owners, for business owners of color, for women-owned, um, which I think is great. But there are innovative ways that I think the UG should look at. I'll give one example, um, and, and, it's, and it's a concept that I'm still studying, one of it is um, basically being able to own a share of the developments that happen in your neighborhood, right? So you think about the stock market, you could go in, you could buy stock, whatever, you own a share of whatever, right? A, a piece of Apple. Okay, great. What if you were able to do that for a development that happened in your community, right? Um, and I believe it's in Echo Park, uh, uh, California. I need to do more research on it. What would it look like for us to really partner with some of these developers and say, you want to come and develop here, that's fine. Let our neighborhoods and our community own a share of your development. So as it makes more money, right, who also gets paid? Not just the developer, but you also get some dividends. You also can make some money out of it. So that's, that's one part of it. Education is a big part of it. The knowing what programs to access, how to access them, I think, I mean, really in the state of Kansas, we really, really struggle with that in part because we need more staff to really help people and walk them through the process. And Wyandotte County, it's even tougher because it just can't be anybody, right? You need to be culturally competent. You may need to know another language outside of English, right, to make sure we have access to those resources. But those are some of the ideas that I want to explore. You know, if we had all the money in the world, I would love to give out grants for folks looking to buy a home. I would love to give out grants for folks looking to start a small business, which I will say, right, um, I don't know what the, the, the current status is, but I do know in the emergency ARPA funding, $500,000 was supposed to be allocated towards small businesses. Where that money is at and, and the, the process of allocation is, I think, a different conversation. And, you know, uh, it's one of the things that I'm interested in, but um, we have a lot of money that's coming through Washington, D.C. We have to make sure that we leverage it. A part of that is making sure that families have access to wealth. Okay. I like it. Um, what is your assessment 
of the availability of competitive wages for public school employees. <laughs> I couldn't go back to school on that. Oh, goodness. Well, <laughs> you know. they, they know I'm talking. They say, man, you know, I said, I got to ask. I, I, I want to go back to work. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're good. Well, you know, so, you know, I'm not on the school board, so I don't get to make those particular decisions on, you know, yeah. the negotiations. And I believe there was a raise. I'm, I'm not sure on, on some of the, the, the staff at school. But, you know, our teachers are not paid enough. Our coaches are not paid enough. Our counselors and social workers are not paid enough, especially here in Wyandotte County, given all of the challenges, right, that folks deal with. And so... Um, you know, I, I think we, we have to find a way to make sure that that folks feel as though for all the work that they're doing, they do have access to, you know, a, a livable wage and beyond a livable wage, a wage that really honors their work. If we're not able to do that, what are some of the other things that we can do to show our teachers and to show our educators that we appreciate them, you know? Um, uh, and, and that comes with maybe having access to certain resources. Um, that comes with um, holidays. That comes with whatever other quality of life that we can add. What does it look like? Does it look like childcare? I don't, I don't know. You know, those are so many things that we really have to ask. But I, I'm totally with you that we have to do more. You know, um, again. Not on the school board, <laughs> Turner, Bonner, Fiverr, or for KCKPS, but I'm, I, this is a national conversation that I hope the federal government steps in and says, we got to do something. Do something. Paid leave, do more grants, uh, 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 giving out more money uh, uh, to our school districts so that they can pay their teachers more. We got to do something. So I'm I'm with you there. You're not going to get any calls from me. Just just have to ask, you yeah. know, because there's yeah. I, it's some differences, man. I mean, I, I it's um it's 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 a I'm trying to weigh my words carefully. Sure, you know, yeah, because, um, no, it's, it's but a it's a challenge. situation because when when you can go, you know, 15 miles, you know, and it's just across the water, mm. uh, and there's a difference of seven to ten thousand dollars sure. you know in a position that's i mean yeah. and, and then we're wondering why we're struggling here yeah. uh with uh high turnover ratios and to keep some of our uh, our what we would call uh upper echelon teachers sure. and staff members mm -hmm. and um, and, and then, I mean, you got to look at it also, I mean, it, it, it just at it, some of the support uh, mm -hmm. positions. You know, mm -hmm. when you're coming in, uh, let's say custodial, mm -hmm. you're coming in custodial and, you know, a custodial here in the school district mm -hmm. is making less than a, a, a start uh, somewhere mm -hmm. else in a different plant that's yeah. in here. I mean, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's got to be something different. Yeah, yeah. You know what and, I mean? And, and I'm saying competitive because... That's part of the reason why we are uh, struggling mm -hmm. uh, with uh, our youth. Um, we're having fires that need to be put out every day in middle school, high school, grade school. I mean, it's fires, fights. We're having a situation, and part of that mm -hmm. is because a lot of our people, um, and I'm a firm believer of this. Mm -hmm. I got a great friend. Uh, who said this, I believe it. Mm -hmm. He just was able to say it better. This was something mm -hmm. I think we both are passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, I don't believe that programs, mm -hmm. schools, 
uh, change people. Mm -hmm. Relationships change mm -hmm. people. And the people in the schools mm -hmm. are what make change, make the change. Yeah. So when we're losing those people who had a grip uh, on the relationships, had a grip on the relationships in the community, mm -hmm. had a grip on the relationships in the schools, mm -hmm. you know, and we're losing those because they still have to be able, you know, um, not just, I'm gonna just say it, you know, you here and you going paycheck mm -hmm. to paycheck, mm -hmm. but you can move across the water no, and not no. only can you, you know, pay your bills, mm -hmm. but now you can start, you know, accumulating wealth. You can start saving. You can start doing more things. Now you can, you know, get get some more things for your children mm -hmm. and for yourself. And yeah. now you now you had the ability to go uh, not only you know buy a house, mm -hmm. but you can add on to the house. You can mm -hmm. fix it up. You can do. I mean, what's the lure of Absolutely. keeping here? Which I feel we are losing a lot of our children Absolutely. because we are unable to compete yeah. with other places, other wages. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And, and I think it, it's, it's, you know, a conversation that I think will be consistently had, you know, I, I would hope for all the, the school boards. And, you know, it, it's, it's tough because, you know, what, what, what pays the bills? How are schools funded? Taxes. And so there's this other part of it of we pay more, but if you pay you get the salary and then your property taxes go up, not because the unified government or KCK or, you know, KCKCC or the state, but in part because, right, the school board is trying to pay our teachers more. So it, it, we ultimately have to have a plan to expand the tax base. That way, I don't know much revenue. about government and all that, <laughs> but we got some of these big corporations, business out mm -hmm. here that could be. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Paying some money into oh, the school. There's, there's a whole lot of, oh, I think, money that's out here that absolutely. we can be grabbing and pulling. Absolutely. That money is not going into the community. Absolutely. That is feeding the community and pushing the community and being able to take care of the absolutely. community. Absolutely. And so, I think that goes back to the community benefit agreements when these folks want the tax abatements and things to not only look at what we get from the unified government side, but to look at what's going to whatever respective school, right? Mm -hmm. and, and saying, okay, well, you know, you, you may not be paying us, but are you, you're going to pay them. <laughs> like, right. you know, and then, right, following up and having those accountability conversations with the school board and saying, hey, what does the budget look like? Okay, do we have some more money? Okay, what can we do, right, about these pay disparities? Because you're right. It, it, I mean, we can have the greatest facilities, we can have the greatest programs, but if those folks are not there, we're in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate your time. Appreciate them. I, I got one more question. Yeah. You know, I end every episode uh, with this question, and we're going to see how you do with this question. Mm -hmm. All right? We had the Super Bowl. Okay. All right? <laughs> we had the Super Bowl. Mm hmm Kansas City Chiefs is in the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Bears is in the Super Bowl. <laughs> What shirt do you wear? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at the I'm game. Just play, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm just playing. I'm not play. at the game. Okay, okay, okay. I'm happy with it. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, that's not the question. I was just joking. <laughs> with you. All right, but we are at the Super Bowl. Sure. Okay, uh -huh. we're at the Super Bowl. You're there, um, and uh, there. Call out a ticket. Uh -huh. Is Andrew Davis. Uh -huh. Come on down. Uh -huh. All right. You have just won. A 60-second commercial at halftime of the Super Bowl. Okay, 60-second commercial, halftime uh -huh. of the Super Bowl. You have from the time that you come down 
from your seat. Now, you was really wanting to be at this Super Bowl because the mm. Chiefs was there, and you wanted to wear that new Chiefs jersey. So okay. you got you and Dre got good seats. Okay. So all you're right, not right, too right, far right. up. All right, you're right okay. there. You sit. So now as you're walking down, mm. you, you you don't have time. You can't yeah. sell it. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do you feel that 60-second commercial with? And you got to look right in that camera and feel your commercial. As you're getting down here, you see what I'm saying? You're down here now. I want you to look in there and tell us what you feel that's that commercial with. I, I, I don't even know. I mean, I would probably, what would I do? I don't, I guess I would, I would try to promote something. I would, I would. This is the commercial, they're so shooting. I would say, hello everybody, my name's Andrew Davis. I am, you know, the eighth district commissioner elect, Wyandotte County, Kansas City, Kansas. And you should move to Wyandotte County because we are changing our community for the better. If you want to be a part of something historic, innovative in the state of Kansas, that is where you should be. That's it. Okay. I'll give you a C. <laughs> I'll give you a C for that one. You know, just because you put one dot in there, you automatically get a C. You know? No, it's good. You did good. You did good. You know, you're definitely not on the bottom rung. Well, you know I'm, what I'm saying? I'm glad. You did put something out I'm there. Glad. It was good. I, I appreciate you letting me joke yeah. with you, man. Yeah. You're having a good time. I, I had a wonderful evening. I appreciate you coming, spending your time with us, sure. uh, talking about our community. Um, this community edition of the Evening Social Podcast, it is really just a platform to be positive, but a platform uh, to uh, allow our community to see our community leaders, uh, to know transparency, uh, what the leadership is thinking, what the leadership is wanting to do, sure. for us to get questions that from our community to our leaders in our community so they understand how the community is feeling, what the needs are. Uh, that's what this platform is for. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you taking the time, uh, coming out, spending time with us here today uh, and discussing those things and being a part of this for Of us. course, thank you all for the work that you all are doing. And again, you know, as I said earlier, telling our own stories, creating our own narrative, not leaving it up to the news or you know strangers to say, this is what's happening in your community or this is the value of your community is all, it makes all the difference. And so thank you all for having me. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to, to get the word out about y'all. I appreciate it. So uh, tonight's episode was brought to you in part by Wilson's Pizza, uh, 1801 Quindero Boulevard uh, in KCK, named the best pizza in KC. All right, we are here uh, at the Kinship Cafe, also in Wyandotte County, 719 North uh, 6th Street. All right, best coffee in KC. <laughs> All right, now I don't want you to forget the Red Pill segment is brought to you uh, by New Wall Street uh, with our brother Chris Dunlap, Stick Talk Dunny on IG. So tune in, he's next. All right, I'm Coach Mo, and we're out. Thank you.